An entitled Karen tries to steal my bag right out of my hands and tries to make a run for it. But I tackle her to the ground, getting two security guards involved in the process. And as a result, I press charges against her and she got to enjoy her Christmas behind bars. And I've never been more satisfied by anything in my life. Here's what happened. So today was weird. The internet is down at my house, so I'm down to mobile data. So out of boredom, I went to the mall to people watch and download some YouTube with premium. I'm bundled up, looking not like a bum for once, and I just go to the mall. I get there and grab a smoothie at Booster Juice and proceed to sit in the food court and sit my mango smoothie. I sling my man purse over the chair, take off my knitted scarf, and go about downloading videos to listen to when I'm at home. But little did I know that my Attack on Titan messenger bag was going to catch the eye of some kid and her entitled Karen of a mother. Here is how everything went down. This kid comes up from behind me and says, Dude, I love your bag. Can I see it? I turn around and I say, Sure, why not? It's just a bag, nothing special. The kid then proceeds to look at it, telling me how much they love it. Suddenly, this entitled Karen comes up behind her kid with a look of pure disgust on her face. Baby, what are you doing near this creep? At first, I was stunned by what she said, but I looked up and I said, well, that was rude. She asked to see my bag and I said, sure, because she liked it. The kid then chimed in and said that they really did enjoy the characters on my bag, saying that one of them was really cool in this anime. The Karen then says, I see. If she likes the bag so much, can she just have it? It's honestly so weird for a man to have a bag this big and it's creepy that you like kid stuff like this. I responded by saying, well, once again, that was rude and no, she can't have it. First off, I don't reward rudeness and secondly, it's my bag. So no, she can't have it. At this point, I'm confused because who in their right mind would go up to a complete stranger and just ask for some of their property simply because their kid walked up to them and expressed some kind of interest in it. This Karen then snaps back at me and says, who do you think you are calling rude? Working herself up into quite the frenzy. I look at her and I say, I'm calling the woman casually insulting me for literally no reason while also in the same breath demanding my property rude because, well, it's just rude. At this point, I'm annoyed and I am absolutely not going to tolerate this stupidity. This Karen then says, well, it's true you are creepy for liking childish things. So I respond by saying, and with that, I'm done here. I hope your day is as lovely as you are. I get up and I reach for my bag to leave. This entire time, the kid has been looking at us all mortified. At this point, the Karen does something absolutely unexpected that left me in absolute shock. This entitled Karen then rips my bag off the chair I just vacated and attempts to run away with it. Now, I'm by no means an athletic dude, but I bolted after her and tackled her to the ground because this lady just stole my bag that had my wallet and other personal stuff in it. I was furious and I was trying to rip my bag out of her ugly mitts, screaming about her being a thief. Suddenly, I'm pulled off by a security guard and she goes full victim mode. She says, this creepy man tried to steal my daughter's bag. Arrest him right now. I respond by saying that this lady is a liar. I say that she stole my bag when I refused to hand it over to her. And at this point, I'm furious and I'm thrashing about in the security guard's arms. He tells me to relax, saying that they can sort this out. He then asks me if there were any witnesses around that saw it happen. So I respond by saying, my wallet is in there. Screw the witnesses. This stupid lady just made off with my stuff. And at this point, I'm still furious, but no longer thrashing about. I'm starting to calm down. Another security guard comes up and says, ma'am, hand over the bag right now and sort this out. But the entitled Karen wasn't having it as her face went completely white. She says, no, arrest 
arrest him right now. He tried to steal this and I stopped him. No need to search it if it's my daughter's. The security guard then said, ma'am, we can easily prove whose it is by checking the cameras or by checking the bag. Either way, we are confirming what happened. Now make your choice. The entitled Karen reluctantly hands over my bag and the guard searches it and finds my beat up black leather wallet and sees that my ID is in it. He then turns to me and says, would you like to call the police? And I responded by saying, absolutely. I want the book thrown at this thief. Suddenly, this entitled Karen proceeds to bolt for the door before the guards can give chase, leaving her kid behind. The kid is on the phone with her dad, saying mom went ballistic again and she needs to be picked up. The guards took the kid back to the security office and I go with them because I'm getting her info from the dad and I'm absolutely pressing charges. The dad arrives and isn't surprised by what she's done and it turns out she's his ex-wife and they are in a custody battle at the moment. He hands over her information gladly because I'm assuming this is going to be used against her in court. I filed charges with the police and I just got informed that she was arrested at her home. So honestly, this entitled Karen can enjoy being locked up. I hope my beat up bag was really worth the prison time. What an absolute psychopath. Who really thinks in their right mind they can get away with trying to steal someone else's property and seriously think they're going to run away with it? I mean, that's just so unbelievably weird. I'm sure the ex-husband is probably really relieved that something like this happened because yes, this is absolutely going to be used against this lady when it comes to a custody battle involving their kid. I mean, she straight up just left that kid alone and ran away to try and save face. But thankfully, she got arrested. And honestly, that's exactly what should have gone down. So good for the original poster for doing the right thing and pressing charges in this case. Because this entitled Karen is an awful mother and people like that really do need to learn the hard way that you can't do stuff like that and expect to not get punished. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My boyfriend of 8 months has suddenly decided that he's going to start ghosting me after sending me a cryptic message very late in the night. And now I'm left scratching my head, trying to figure out what is going on, as well as how I can possibly get in contact with him. Here's what happened. So we've been together for about 8 months now, and last time we talked was a week ago. Everything seemed fine, and he sent me a goodnight message on Messenger. I didn't reply as I had fallen asleep, which is nothing unusual, this happens from time to time. But 4 hours after he said goodnight, he had also written to me, saying that if you're not honest, you lose the good ones. I asked him what he meant, and when he woke up, I could see that he had read my message. I wrote and I tried to call him throughout the day, and the day after was the last time he had been online or logged onto Messenger. I know I'm not ignored or blocked, as I've tested it out to see what it would look like. He hasn't deleted me as a friend on Facebook either. I've been calling his phone, and about half of the time, the signal goes through, and the other times I get sent directly to voicemail, so it doesn't look like he has blocked my number. I have been out of town but got back yesterday, and I can see that he has been in my apartment. We had planned for him to pick up some of his stuff while I was away, so there really wasn't anything strange going on, and he had my keys. It seems he just picked up his box and left my keys, but nothing else was out of the ordinary. Today, I noticed that he had logged me out of his Netflix account that we had been sharing for a while. I had checked it regularly to see if he was watching anything, but it didn't look like he was watching anything the whole week. I realized it wouldn't give me any answer to see what he was watching, but I feel so desperate. This behavior is just so unreal. It's bothering me not knowing what in the world is going on. I've been trying to pick my brain of what it could be, and I've talked with my friends if they have been in contact with him, but none have given me any information. 
information. Even if someone had said anything like saying I cheated, even though I haven't, I just can't understand why he won't talk to me to clear things up. What can be so horrible to find out that would make a person go no contact like this all of the sudden, almost overnight? I can't imagine the relationship is salvageable, but I can't stop obsessing over this unknown factor. What can I do? Is there any way I can get him to speak to me? He lives about an hour drive away. I don't have a car and public transportation would take three hours. Do I go there and start banging on his door? What should I do? This is definitely really weird behavior because this guy basically decided, okay, I'm going to go no contact with her pretty much out of nowhere overnight even. So I can completely understand where your confusion is coming from. You thought you were good and you thought you were having some kind of relationship, but it sounds like he has other plans because I mean, look at the facts. He is straight up ghosting you. I mean, that's exactly what he's doing. He has logged you out of his Netflix account. He's come to your apartment while you're not there to get some of his things and he left you your keys. I mean, it sounds like this guy's being an absolute jerk about this, but I'm pretty sure he just broke up with you. And if anything, it sounds like he thinks that you lied to him about something. And now as a result, instead of discussing this with you, he's completely ghosted you and said, nope, I'm not going to have anything to do with you, which is really unfair for you to be completely honest. Like it would be one thing if there really was some kind of drama going on between the two of you. And he said, you know what? I'm done. And sure, that's going to hurt really badly, but at least you have some kind of closure. But in this case, it's like he just up and vanished. He left you this cryptic message, as you put it, and decided, okay, I'm now going to move on with my life. And honestly, you probably would be better off just doing the same. Maybe send him one last text message and say, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I really don't like the way you're ghosting me. And frankly, unless you have a discussion with me, I think this relationship is pretty much over because I think you're right. I don't think this is salvageable. His actions and the way he's treating you is completely immature and it's like some high school level garbage. Mind you, this guy's 30 years old. So hopefully you can find some kind of answer to what's going on because the way you're getting ghosted literally out of nowhere is completely inappropriate. Today, I messed up by repeatedly shooting my boss with paintballs in the head in the middle of a paintball match, all because he refused to call his hit. And now I'm worried that I might be losing my job. Here's what happened. So we went paintballing with my office colleagues as an end of the year celebration. In a game, I ran to the edge of the arena, hoping to flank one of the other teams. Two people on the other team had the same idea, and we found ourselves in a bit of a standoff behind some wooden cover. I shot the first person quickly, and they called their hit and went away. It was then just between me and one other guy. I will call him Dave. That's not his real name. Instead of wearing a full helmet, Dave only wore a mask, which left the rear and top side of his head uncovered. Unluckily for him, the top of his head was visible to me through a slit in his wooden cover. I considered for a moment what to do. Do I shoot him in the head with the paintball and cause immense pain and agony? Do I wait for a shot against a more protected part of his body? In the end, I thought I only need to shoot him once for him and I to be on our way. And by wearing a mask and not a helmet, he full well knew what could happen. So I steadied my aim and shot him through the gap in the wood, clean onto the top of his head. I heard him scream, ah, you jerk. But still, he didn't call his head. He didn't even move from his position. I shouted to him, call your head. But he didn't respond. And I'm sure that he heard me because I saw his head turn slightly when I spoke, but he didn't call his head. So I shot him again and again and again in the exact same spot on the top of his head. With each shot, he let out a grunt, but he did not call his hit. It was kind of satisfying, actually, seeing the paintballs explode on the top of his head. At this point, his head is a yellow and red paintballing mess, but yet he still does not call his head. Eventually, a marshal comes nearby, and I tell him that he does not call his head. 
did. But as you can see, he is covered in paint. The marshal tells me to shoot him once more to see for himself. So right through the slit in the wood, I shoot him in the exact same spot on the top of his head. He doesn't call his hit, and the marshal pulls him out and escorts him away. I then see him after the game, crying his eyes out, holding a bag of frozen peas over his head, walking towards the car park. It turns out this was my line manager, my boss. I'm not sure whether to tell him it was me that shot him, or if I should just wait until after the Christmas holidays. And to anyone who might be worried that I did some serious damage to him, he is mostly fine, I think. He has a sore head, and was quite embarrassed from crying in front of his staff. It was just your basic rent-to-the-public paintball gun that doesn't really possess any real dangerous power behind it. Though, getting shot in the exact same spot over and over again probably increased the pain quite a bit. Overall, just to be clear, I checked my calendar for the coming work week, and I can see my boss has scheduled a meeting for everyone that attended the paintball meeting. So hopefully that meeting goes well, and hopefully at the end of the day, I still have a job. That is really funny, because your boss was straight up cheating. It's a common rule in paintball. If you get shot, just call your hit. Call it, and you won't have any other problems. Because if you don't call it, you're just asking to get shot more. That's the only thing that's going to happen. And it's especially bad, because you know what? The person that shot you probably has a clean line of sight right towards your body. And you can bet if you don't call your shot, you're only going to get shot again. So this boss really has themselves to blame. I mean, they literally got shot in the head like, what, five times? You would think after the second time, you'd be like, okay, I've had enough. This hurts. But this guy really wanted to be stubborn and said, no, I'm not moving. Like, is the paintball game really that important, buddy? Because you crying in the parking lot clearly says otherwise. So hopefully there's no kind of drama at work over this incident. Because if anything, the boss has themselves to blame. And you honestly didn't do anything wrong. I accidentally deleted my voicemail that I got from my aunt wishing me a happy birthday. And this is so devastating because my aunt passed away a few years ago and I just wanted to record this voicemail and try and keep it forever. But instead, I deleted it. And now I am absolutely beside myself. Here's what happened. So this happened yesterday and I'm still crying on and off about it. So my aunt, who was like a second mom to me, passed away two years ago. For the past four years, I've kept this voicemail that she left me wishing me a Merry Christmas. Even though she knew I was coming over that day when she called and left it. Yesterday, I remembered I had a screen recording tool on my phone that I planned on using to record the maybe 10 voicemails I had from her. Well, I started it up, I called my voicemail, and I began recording. Keep in mind, this voicemail is the first, oldest, longest, and my favorite one from her. For some reason, when the voicemail stopped playing, without even letting my brain catch up in the thought process of if the recording worked or not, I hit the number 7, which ended up deleting it. My heart instantly dropped. What have I done? Of course, I went straight to the recording to see if I had recorded it in the first place. And if it's not obvious by now, I didn't actually record it. This is about when I started going crazy through my voicemail prompt options, my phone apps for a folder, and researching how to recover a deleted voicemail. The biggest issue is my voicemail app doesn't have a drop-down menu of any sort. For some reason, it only gives me the option to call my voicemail when I open it. After a lot of crying and waiting for them to open, I called my provider to see if there is anything that could be done. Bless the girl, I'm going to call her Grace because I sadly can't remember her name, but she really tried to help me. She was going through everything she could think of and was trying to find a way to get that voicemail back. She even got Samsung tech support on the line with us. After a lot of talking and team viewing, there was nothing that could be done and there was no answers as to why my voicemail is set up the way that it is. Grace said she could help me try and get my voicemail updated to 
show the proper prompts, but Hiley was against it because it couldn't guarantee that I would have my other saved voicemail still on there if we did that. So we both agreed on not doing that until I got a friend to help me record the rest of the voicemails that I have. Grace, which I know isn't your name, if you see this, I just want you to know you were so kind and I could tell you really tried your best to help me and I'm truly grateful for it. I appreciate everything you did for me, but it is a shame that I ended up losing something very precious to me. That is really a sad situation. Imagine having a voicemail from somebody that you love and you accidentally delete it when you're trying to record it and keep it. But I honestly would not give up hope. There might be someone online or someone locally that can help you maybe hack your phone and figure out some way to not only record the rest of your voicemails properly, but maybe get into the phone itself and see if there's some way of saving that lost voicemail. Because obviously this is such an important thing to you and it really would be terrible to lose it over such an honest mistake. So hopefully it all works out for you because clearly this message means a lot to you. My entitled mother-in-law very well might be stalking me and my husband and we are currently scratching our heads trying to figure out how she has so much information on me as well as my husband despite the fact that we have not told her or anyone else our details of our lives. Here's what happened. Recently, my husband and I moved out of state. Since we do have a very bad history with my mother-in-law, ever since we got married, we decided not to tell her directly because we didn't want to cause any negativity during our move. For the record, she has caused a lot of trouble for my husband and myself. We did tell my sister-in-laws, and obviously, we knew that they would tell her. We did not share any time or date of the move. Since then, my mother-in-law knew but didn't say a single word to us about our move, which I found extremely concerning because she's not the type to stay silent. My husband and I finally just moved to our new apartment, and not a single word was said to any of his family members about our move in date. We didn't even spend a full day in our apartment when my mother-in-law texted me saying things like have you settled into your new place? You guys must feel very tired and asking me if I liked our new place we were in and this was just another chance for her to be fake nice right to my face as always. She then sends my husband a whole paragraph about how she's going to be lonely and how her being alone is going to be a test from God indirectly guilt tripping my husband a lot. In essence she completely made our move about herself My husband decided not to respond, and so she double-texted him, asking him to respond so she would know that we're okay, which honestly was just a facade. He proceeds to let her know that if we don't respond, it means that we are busy because we are still in the process of moving in. What concerned me is how did she know? Where did she find out? We did not share with anyone that we are sick, but fast forward to today, and my mother-in-law randomly texted my husband saying, if you feel sick, dull, or down, Make sure you take some vitamin D. Your body needs the vitamins. And it seemed like she knew he was sick. A while back, my mother-in-law used to have my husband's location and he wasn't aware of it. So he stopped sharing it and she went insane on him and said some pretty terrible things to him. Stuff like, I hope I can forget about you. As well as basically implying that he left her completely alone, just like his dad. So there's no doubt that she wouldn't go crazy that we move states as well. For some additional information, she is currently out of the country while we were doing all of this, so there's no way she could have watched us move or anything like that. My husband also said he's not sharing any passwords and isn't logged into any devices that she might have access to. We also haven't told a single person when we are moving. The only thing my husband shares with her is a joint bank account which only he has access to her bank but she doesn't have any access at all. He made sure of it. We have not told anyone else when we are moving and it's honestly so disturbing that she has 
all this information with us basically scratching our heads, trying to figure out how she knew. So hopefully we can get this figured out and she can honestly just leave us alone because this lady is simply weird and I do not want her in my life. It definitely does sound like your mother-in-law might be stalking you. Like somehow she's figuring out all this private information about you and your husband and it seems like she's just really feeding off this information and really is trying to make a mess of your life. So either she has some kind of tracking app on your husband's phone or someone else in your life is feeding her information. So it might be in your best interest to maybe look into resetting the phone. I mean, she had information about where your husband was in regards to his GPS location. Who's to say she's not doing it again somehow? You can also pull a fast one on your extended family members to try and find out who the mole is. Maybe start up some fake rumor that you're pregnant or some other big news and see who exactly is spreading rumors as well as information about you. And you can do this with different information to different family members. I think I saw something like this on Game of Thrones once. And if it would work there, it might just work in this situation as well. So hopefully you can find some distance from your mother-in-law because she really does sound weird and I honestly would not want that in my life either if I was in your shoes. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius? Check it out in the description below and subscribe.